From Air Candy Podcasts, you're listening to Resurrection Media's Possession. The cops were telling everybody, stay inside, stay inside. We had no idea what was going on, but we knew something bad had happened. It was terrible news. A female college student had been murdered. I just had a feeling. A mother's daughter and her daughter's boyfriend were missing, leaving authorities to wonder, did they commit this horrific crime or were they also victims? It sounded like an old man with a gravelly voice had gotten into the dorms. He was roaming the halls, screaming at the top of his lungs, super angry. So I locked the door and stayed inside. Who was this angry man roaming the halls? Was he somehow involved in the murder? He called Taylor's phone. I took it and demanded to know where was Michaela. He said, she's gone in that creepy, raspy voice. It was so horrible. It made my skin crawl. There was a killer on the loose. He could be roaming a campus full of students. Parents want to feel their kids are safe when they send them off to college. Now, one parent was wondering about a crazed slasher on the loose and wondering if her daughter was next. No one knew what the heck was going on. Was a murderer on the loose? We were all scared. Really, really scared. It was a mystery spawned from a terrible truth buried deep in one student's past. Hi, I'm Vishesh Chatra, and this is Resurrection Media's Possession. This series is a dramatization of certain facts and events. The names have been changed and some of the events and characters have been fictionalized, modified, or composited for dramatic purposes. And now, here's Jafina Kay with Episode 1, Part 1 of Remember Me. College, America's great rite of passage, where every year young men and women go off to begin their journeys to adulthood. It's a place where young people go to learn, to grow, and to begin to leave childish things behind. That was the case for college freshman Taylor Jones when she arrived at Little Calvary College in Claremont, California. Ooh, leaving home for the first time was really scary. Like, I was a homebody growing up. I loved being around my family, and I was definitely a mama's girl. (laughs) And then, suddenly, I was on my own. Starting college can not only be scary for the kids, it can be equally scary for the parents, too. They're not quite teens, but they're not quite adults yet, either. I wanted her to go off. I knew it would be good for her, but a part of me didn't want to lose her. (laughs) You know how it is. You want to keep them safe forever. I know you can't, but you want to. Most of the times, kids sail through the college experience. They learn to manage their own schedules, they make new friends, they grow up. College can be a great time of awakening for most young people. But there are other young people who are not so lucky. They are the victims of a troubling trend, dating violence on college campuses. I was so worried. I was sick. Anyone. These things can happen to anyone. It was late September at Tiny Calvary College in Claremont, California, 
Freshman Taylor Jones was about to meet another freshman, Michaela Hereford. We connected right from the start. She was fun, a little crazy, but super sweet. I don't remember where on campus we met, but once we did, things just clicked and being away from home just became a whole lot easier. What do you think made it work between you two? Uh, a lot of things. I could be myself around her. I could be like silly or goofy and I knew she wasn't judging me. So it was cool, really cool. Were you two like sisters? Yeah, kind of. By late September, Taylor and Michaela were the best of besties swapping class notes, swapping clothes, and secrets. Every time I saw her, we would laugh and just have fun and just kind of be, a, you know, silly. Oh, I remember this one time we decided to go to a party as each other. So we changed our hair, put on each other's clothes. I mean, no one got it but us, but we didn't care. It was fun. It was our thing. It was the last Friday of the month. And for the first time, the new besties were going off in different directions. Taylor was heading home to spend some time with her family. Despite meeting her new pal, Michaela, she really missed them. At the same time, Michaela's longtime boyfriend, Chris, was flying in to spend some time with her on campus. Uh, it was around three o'clock. I was packing to go home when Michaela stopped by and said, can I pick out a few outfits from your closet? We share clothes all the time and I wasn't gonna be needing anything. I'd mostly be wearing sweats at home. So I said, sure. She was really excited that Chris was coming. She took a couple of tops, a really nice pair of shorts, and some shoes. 21-year-old Chris McKenzie, Michaela's boyfriend, was coming to spend the weekend, and she wanted it to be special. I laughingly said, don't do anything I wouldn't do. I mean, it was a joke because Michaela was way more advanced with guys than I was. She had a number of sexual partners? No, no, that's, that's not what I meant. She just knew how to talk to boys. She was a flirt? Yeah, at times. I guess you could say that, but she was all about Chris. She made that very clear. Like, there was no room in her life for anyone else. Soon after, the friends parted. Michaela took the clothes and went back to her room. At the time, Taylor had no way of knowing that that little meeting to grab a few clothes would be the beginning of a very bizarre, life-changing mystery. Bizarre indeed because unsuspecting Taylor Jones was about to be thrust into the center of a murder. But who was murdered? And for what reason? And by whom? Act one of this crime story with a paranormal twist, coming up. Do you enjoy comedy and horror? I know I do. Coming from Resurrection Media, the Resurrection Podcast, where we combine very funny comedians with very serious horror aficionados. The result is hilarious and horrific, or hilarific. Tune in to the Resurrection Podcast, coming soon, wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to Remember Me. From Air Candy Podcasts, you're listening to Resurrection Media's Possession. Hello, I'm your host, Vishesh Chatra, with our presentation of a story about murder, a debt to be paid, and possession. Here again is Jafina Kay with Remember Me. As Taylor Jones headed home for the weekend, Michaela prepared for her time with her boyfriend, Chris McKenzie. It was then things got slightly derailed. That's because of us. Michaela came down to show off her new outfit. Of course, it wasn't new. She borrowed it. 
The big thing was, Chris hadn't seen her in it. She was really excited about him coming. She'd been going on about Chris for weeks. Bridget was a girl Michaela used to hang around with back when they were in middle school. And while they weren't close anymore, Bridget was one of the few people at Calvary College who knew Michaela from her growing up days. And Michaela wanted to do a little bragging. When Michaela walked in, we were having a little party. From what they told me, it wasn't much of a party, just a pizza and some hard lemonade. As soon as Michaela came in, she started going on and on about her and Chris as if they were royalty or something. But then after she had a couple drinks, suddenly she wasn't so anxious to leave anymore. She just got caught up in the moment. I mean, it was the weekend. Before Michaela knew it, Chris was texting her. He had arrived at her dorm and she wasn't there. Please don't kill me, she texted back. I got sidetracked. No worries. I won't, he replied. Chris's text is the only thing that got her out of our room. I was starting to think she didn't care if he came or not. Don't say that. I'm just saying. Soon after, Michaela met up with Chris and the pair went off for an evening of fun. Later that night, Taylor texted her. I got to missing her, you know? I knew she was with Chris. I just wanted to make sure things were going good. And were they? Oh yeah, she and Chris had gone to dinner and now she was taking them to a couple of campus parties, showing them off. <laughs> she sounded fine. She texted, love you. I said, love you too. And that was it. But later, in the middle of the night, stretching into Saturday morning, Taylor was awakened by a call. Michaela's mother was on the line and she was worried. Whenever you're awakened by a call in the middle of the night, it's always kind of scary. So when you heard the phone ring, you thought something was wrong? Absolutely. Then when I heard it was Michaela's mother, I was confused. She said her phone rang a while ago and she heard breathing on the other end. Breathing? That's strange. Yeah, she said it sounded like a man, but the caller ID said it was Michaela's phone and that's what got her so worried. She said she heard muffled voices in the background. I figured the phone was in Michaela's pocket or something and she accidentally made the call. People do that all the time. It's known as a butt dial. Yeah. So you weren't worried? No, not yet. I knew she was with Chris and I just texted with her. I knew she was safe, so I told her mom I'd try texting her and call her back. And did you? Yes. First, I called her and it went straight to voicemail. I texted her and waited, then I texted again and I could see her notifications were turned off. That's when I got worried. Is that so unusual that she wouldn't respond? I mean, her boyfriend was visiting for the weekend. She could have just wanted some intimate time. I could see her not responding right away, but she never responded, and her notifications were turned off. What was that all about? Typically, when a person turns off their notifications, it's done so that others don't worry or panic if you don't reply to their message immediately. But for Taylor, Michaela's notifications being turned off was very scary. While Taylor was trying to get in touch with Michaela, Michaela's mother was calling everyone she could think of who might know where Michaela might be. She was totally freaking out. Finally, at 2.40 a.m., she called the campus police to ask them to go to her daughter's dorm room and check on her. Officer Fleming took the call. When I got the call, I could tell the mother was very worried. I tried calming her down, and I told her I would go over to the dorm right away. Friday nights at some California college campuses can be pretty wild. By comparison, Calvary is kind of mellow. So you're thinking 
Just another worried mother. Yep, that's exactly what I was thinking. We get them all the time. When I got to her room, I knocked on the door. There was no answer. I knocked the second time, and since it was a welfare check, I tried the door to see if it was unlocked. It was, and Officer Fleming went in. What she found inside that room was horrific. I, I couldn't believe my eyes when I got there. The place was a mess. Officer Fleming had come to Michaela's dorm room for a routine welfare check. Once inside, she'd found more than a mess inside room 209 that Saturday morning. A lot more. You'll hear about the horror that greeted her after the break. Do you enjoy comedy and horror? I know I do. Coming from Resurrection Media, the Resurrection Podcast, where we combine very funny comedians with very serious horror aficionados. The result is hilarious and horrific, or hilarific. Tune into the Resurrection Podcast, coming soon, wherever you get your podcasts. And now back to Remember Me. From Air Candy Podcasts, you're listening to Resurrection Media's Possession. A missing girl, a worried mother, and what horror did Officer Fleming discover when she entered dorm room 209? Was the missing daughter simply off for some intimate time with her boyfriend? Or was there something else going on? Here now is Jafina Kay with the conclusion of Remember Me, Episode 1. Officer Fleming, an officer assigned to Calvary College in Claremont, California, went to dorm room 209 for a routine welfare check. The level of violence I found in that room was horrific. I've been a cop for a long time, and you just don't ever see anything like that. The room was torn apart. There was blood everywhere, on the bed sheets, on the floor, and in the center of the room, there was the body of a young woman lying on the floor, face down, her bloody hair falling over her face. Officer Fleming knew she needed help, and fast. I looked through my people and I could see it was a police officer yelling, but I wasn't opening my door. Brenda Palmer, a student at Calvary, was spending the night studying in her dorm room when she heard a commotion out in the hall. Why didn't you go out to see what it was? Because about an hour earlier, I heard something strange. It sounded like an old man with a gravelly voice had gotten into the dorms. He was roaming the halls, screaming at the top of his lungs, super angry. He was saying something like, You didn't think I'd remember, did you? Did you? I looked through the people, but I didn't see anything. But I could still hear him. So I locked the door and stayed inside. Officer Pete Lewinsky responded to Officer Fleming's call. She radioed me to get over there fast and bring the defibrillator. And so the girl was still alive when he called? She didn't know at the time, but she wanted me to bring the defib just in case. So I grabbed it and went running to her location. Officer Lewinsky arrived within 10 minutes of the call. What did you think when you arrived? Oh man, you never come to work thinking you're going to see something like that. The amount of blood in that room was horrific. But there was more something the first officer had missed. Uh, you see that? What? The wall! 
This something on the wall made the scene appear even more horrific. Scrawled on the wall behind the bed, in giant, maybe bloody letters were the words, Remember me. Brenda, the student who'd heard the angry man earlier, was now glued to her people. The cops were telling everybody, stay inside, stay inside. We had no idea what was going on, but we knew something bad had happened. And while this was happening, hundreds of miles away, Taylor finally got a call. It was not a call she was expecting. A man called Taylor at the house from Michaela's phone. I took it and demanded to know where Michaela was. He said, she's gone in that creepy, raspy voice. It was so horrible, it made my skin crawl. Meanwhile, back at the dorms. After a while, the ambulance showed up and I heard the police say, we only need one of you to go inside and pronounce her dead. So now we knew someone had died, but we didn't know how or who it was. Everyone in the dorm had been texting back and forth, coming up with all sorts of scenarios for over an hour. No one knew what the heck was going on. Was a murderer on the loose? We were all scared. Really, really scared. The officers had a million questions themselves. Like, who was the girl lying on the floor? Michaela, the girl they'd been sent to check on, had short, dark hair. They knew this from photos around the room. The girl on the floor had long dreadlocks. Was she Michaela's roommate? It was hard to know since her face was bloody and unrecognizable. So then you must have been wondering, where's Michaela? That's exactly what we were wondering. Where was Michaela? The police learned that Michaela had entered the dorms around midnight. And then they made another startling discovery. There was a young man in many of the photos with her and they recognized him from a run-in they'd had with the young man earlier in the evening. So now we had a person of interest. The person the police wanted so desperately to talk to was none other than Michaela's boyfriend, Chris McKenzie. The police needed to find Chris McKenzie, and fast. He might lead them to Michaela and also the murderer, a missing co-ed and her missing boyfriend, an anxious best friend, and a strange message written in blood on the bedroom wall. Was it all connected to the mysterious man the female student heard roaming the halls? Or was it something else? Little did authorities realize things were about to get even more bizarre, as the past was about to make a very unexpected appearance. They call me Mr. Bubs. <laughs> Remember me? You'll find the answers you seek and more in the next Possession. Do you enjoy comedy and horror? I know I do. Coming from Resurrection Media, the Resurrection Podcast, where we combine very funny comedians with very serious horror aficionados. The result is hilarious and horrific, or hilarific. Tune in to the Resurrection Podcast, coming soon, wherever you get your podcasts. You've been listening to Resurrection Media's Possession, 
a production of Air Candy Podcasts and Resurrection Media. Possession stars me, Vishesh Chatra, and Jafina Kay. It's produced by Bruce Jones, Eric Van Lowe, and S.K. Dane, and directed by Bruce Jones. Editing by Reggie Turner with original music by Matt Silverman. Our series is executive produced by Tim Hightower and John Moriarty.